Hey. Hey, what's up, Joe? Finally. Yeah, I finally got to connect, so now we're good, I guess. Yeah, my headset was giving me some issues. I can't hear anything through uh, regular phone most times. In the of yeah. I had to reset my phone. I don't know what the deal is. I got a 5G phone, so I don't have 5G service here, so I think that's part of it, but... At least I got you on here now. Yeah, we figured out this much at least. Yeah, regardless of how it works out this time, at least we got connected. That's all I've been trying to do. Because, I mean, I've tried several different apps so that I could do, like, video. But every time I try to do any kind of video call, it, it doesn't pick up the uh, audio with it. So that's the whole problem I've been having because it doesn't do any good to see me and you talking to each other if you can't hear us. No, we can make all the funny faces you want, but if it <laughs> can't be heard, it doesn't do any good. Exactly. That's, and this right here, after this gets, uh, after this goes off or whatever, then it can be published and I can put it, it goes on to Apple and Spotify and several different apps. Oh, hell. That's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, I, it's, trust me, I've been researching and looking into everything else. And then, uh, I commented on a post earlier, and I don't. It was something about. Uh, it was. I don't know if you've seen that post about the red black ants, and you can put them in the same jar, and they won't. Oh fly. yeah. Yeah. Well, there was this guy commented, or I, I commented a post of Hillary Clinton on there, and it's basically I feel like Hillary Clinton's got her fingers and everything that's corrupt, and uh, whatever. And me and him agreed on a bunch of other things. And I was like, hey, buddy. Uh, do you ever do any podcasts? Because you seem like somebody that would be pretty good to put on there. And then uh, he sent me his email and his phone number. And I haven't talked to him yet. I'm just trying to get anything that I'm together before I start picking up other people, you know. Can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, sorry. I was eating some ice. That's cool. Just wanted to make sure that it's working because the other day I was trying to do it because I got my phone in the dash and I was trying to do it so that I could uh, be able to hear and they can hear me. And then I, I bought this headset the other day for the gym. Well, I figured out that it had a microphone, so that's what I'm using now. <coughs> yeah, that's uh... – yeah, I can hear you pretty good right there. Yeah, that's, I figured it's working. That's, I'm going to try to do most of it. If I do a lot of these uh, podcasts, I'm going to try to do most of them inside the vehicle. Because that way, like, I mean, I could probably do them in the house, but the deal with the service there, I don't know what the deal is with that. It keeps dropping and going in and out. I still think it's just I got such good internet signal here, internet here, that it, it shouldn't ever, ever cut out. You're going to end up making that trip? Yeah. Still there? Joe? Well, I think we lost him. I can hear you. Okay, okay, I can hear you now. I... Must be your microphone. Must be. Oh, I don't know how do I can hear you. Yeah, it sounds. I was curious. I didn't know. What? Well, now the pressure's on. You got a phone in the windshield, headphones on. That's when I got the headphones on. And I got, I got a big headset on. I got Odessa's finest right behind me. Oh, so. Fuck Odessa's finest. They yeah. pulled over and told me to start yeah, we'll singing fuck the police through your radio. <laughs> you can, you yeah. Oh, I ain't even got it on the radio. I just got it all on my headset. Oh, yeah, pull, a head, pull one of the head, sides of the headset off and I'd just be sitting here. Fuck, fuck, fuck the police. 
He ain't pulled me over yet, so. But anyway, so what have you been into, Joe? Besides just drinking. Oh, oh yeah? Hey, did you see how President Trump... I did see that out? right there. Him and Melania. So uh, get ready any day now for him to come out with, oh, they took, took the vaccine. It is the greatest vaccine. I feel so much better from this vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine is way from... Made from well vaginas. Oh, that's like, did you see this thing the other day about uh, them posting and saying that uh, they recommend that everyone should have the flu shot now? I mean, every time, I don't know about you, every single time I've gotten a flu shot, I have gotten the worst fucking flu that I've ever gotten in my life. Now, I have got it one time that I didn't take a flu shot in the last 10 years. But before that, the three years prior to that, every year I took a flu shot, I got the flu. I'm, you know, it works for some people. It don't, but there's like 140. What about now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you are. All right, you're back. Yeah. No, I, I've never had a flu shot. My grandfather took one. I've never had one, though. I mean, it it can't be bad, especially for people like Paul, who's, you know, up in age. It can't be a bad thing for them, I can't imagine, because anything when you're above 80, any kind of vaccine or possible treatment to help you keep from getting sick because, you know, the older you get, the more susceptible you are to dying from basically anything. Well, see, the first one he got was a few years ago. And uh, when he took it, he got sick. He got the flu from it. You know, and that's basically what it is, is they're giving you the uh, active virus so that you can build, or the dead virus, Ain't that how it is? That you can, so that you can yeah, build it's something about building it. antibodies. Well, I, I've never had one. I've never had one. I've never had the flu. Knock on wood, I don't ever get sick. So, you know, luckily for me, but that's like the vaccine for this coronavirus. I've done had the corona, and I mean, to be honest with you, I've, I've had uh, hangovers that would have been way worse than the corona was. I mean, there was a few days where I felt pretty bad. But I'm on I, I, I can attest that I am on day three of hangover. I've I've got I've drank the last three nights and I can tell you the only thing that helps and I'm sure it would have helped with Corona too, but they want you to stay at home and isolate Taco Bell. Oh God, yeah, I bet that does yeah, between the hango, between the liquor shits and the Taco Bell, one good shit and you're back to normal. <laughs> well, see, that's like we we both had it, and uh, the whole time before I was smoking weed every day, and my lungs were getting pretty congested from all the weed smoke. Well, I got, ended up going and doing some things to help a guy out. Ended up contracting the corona. Well, we stayed at the house. Well. I smoke pens every day, dab pens, and I eat edibles every day, nonstop. Pretty much there wasn't a day that I wasn't at least a little bit high throughout the day, you know, medicating. Well, I, I don't know, man. I think the, the weed helped. I don't know if it just, you know, it helped uh, clean my lungs out or open them up or whatever. But for the most part, I, I used that in Mutinex. That was it. We never went to a doctor. We never went and got antibiotics. That's, uh, that's what everybody recommended was going and getting antibiotics so that, uh, so that it would help the infection in our lungs. But I, I never did do that. We just continued to smoke weed and, you know, take mucinex and soup and broth and bullshit like that. And I mean, it pretty much 
it lasted about two weeks. Two weeks later, we went and got retested, and we were still testing positive. And then uh, finally went, it's been a month since we had the corona, went back and uh, tested negative. Still there. Again. I still can't hear you, Phil. If you're there, figured you are, right? Can't hear you. Hold on. I don't know if it's my end or yours. Hold on. I'm working on it. Technical difficulty. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that uh, the guy be called, and I had to switch over to that call uh, from the camper going out to California. Oh, that's all good. Just, I mean, hell, it's going to have technical difficulties anyway. This is the first time I've been able to do anything that even involves doing the podcast. Yeah, but. Uh, He's good with me leaving out Monday, so you, you know. Oh, yeah, everything yeah. will be good. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go down to Valdesta, Georgia, to pick yeah. it up, and then I'm just going to be going straight west. Possibly to, possibly Hell, this yeah. little bunk hole town called Odessa. Oh, I'll be there, maybe. Can possibly get there, or be close by anyway. I'm probably going to publish this podcast. I don't want everybody crawling up my ass. You know. But uh, I don't know. I I think everybody's overreacting with this coronavirus shit. But I mean, it's going to be a different situation now. Donald uh, Trump's what like 70, 74. I don't know, he's up there, so, I mean, it's going to hit him a little harder than it does other people. Yeah. I mean, I figure... If you, I if, you ask the, if you ask the Donald, I'm very healthy. I'm the healthiest man alive. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the health... My doctor said I'm the healthiest human alive besides bone spurs in my ankles, which kept me out of Vietnam. But if I had to be <laughs> those bone spurs... Son, I would have, we would have won Vietnam, and there would have been no losers if I had been there. Yeah. <sighs> I can't bash, I can't, I can't bash him horribly. I mean, I really can't. But the whole tune around it will change now that he's had it with him. Well, who knows with him? He may come out in like a week and do a live stream from his bedroom in Trump Tower of him and Melania getting it on to show people that they're just pussies. Well, see, that's what I figured. It's either going to go one or two ways. He's either going to come out and he's going to say, hey, this is serious shit. You need to be cautious, wear your mask, whatever. He's going to change his tune about it. Or the second option is he's going to get it. It's not going to be that bad. He's going to come out and be worse than he was to begin with. This is a Chinese virus. It's not that bad. Everybody needs to quit acting like it's something that's horrible. And then that's just going to be pretty much it. Then everybody's going to criticize him and say a bunch more shit that they've been saying to begin with, you know. And <laughs> If he has it and the symptoms and stuff is the same, you know, if he is as healthy as he says he is, he should have basically the same routine as what you've had with it and the people that I know that they've said had it had with it, where it was basically just a, a head cold where you run a fever. I didn't even get a fever, though. That was what was weird. Andrea had a fever. I didn't have a fever. Now, there was a couple of days where I <laughs> felt like if you've ever had your blood pressure go up or your sugar go down, yeah. where you feel lightheaded. There were several times where I just felt dizzy or lightheaded. You know, there was really no way to describe it other than that. I mean, like, I don't know. A bad drug experience, you know. I that's swear all that's I what I was thinking. Of. I was like, well, it's like. 
if you've sniffed too much of a certain drug and you've not been drinking water or keeping vitamin intake and you're just to that point where your whole body's crashing. Yeah, more or less that. Exactly that. Where you're like, oh, this is it. I fucked up. I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It... So that's basically what my experience with it was. I mean, it, it, it wasn't as bad as everyone's made it seem because when I first heard about it, yeah, I thought it was fake. Then I got it, and then was like, okay, well, still not too bad. And then there was that one day I was like, well, fucked up, gonna die. And then that was it. Got to take a mucinase, and then I don't know. The worst day I had is I fucked up and took an antihistamine or some kind of allergy yeah. pill. And that that was the worst. That it like dried me out to where it just it was hard to breathe, and it just did something adverse to my lungs that I didn't care for. I don't recommend taking any form of allergy pill because that's what I mainly thought it was is because I was feeling the whole denial thing like oh this ain't the corona you know they just I had the common cold when they tested me blah 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 so I'm still taking yeah. that yeah you told me for four days yeah. leading up to going to get tested that you felt like your allergies was absolutely going to kill you well that's how it started like if you drive down here around Texas and you drive yeah. through a good dust storm or you know some a good a good windstorm that picked up pollen dust in the air. That's basically what it was like. It was just like I had too much sand in my nose, and that's what I thought it was to begin with. Well, then Andrea felt the same way, and then a few days later, it started progressing and got tested. And that's what it turned out. But that's I also seen another thing that some there was uh, another news article that said. Uh, Biden got tested again because, I mean, if Trump has it, then Biden was, you know, close quarters with Trump during that debate. Everybody's yelling at each other. Yeah. But, yeah uh, they can say what they want to, but I would go out on a limb and say that Biden's health probably isn't as good as health as what Trump is in, even though Trump is overweight. I'm going to say that chances are against Biden being that healthy. Because if you watch the debate, it really looked like his Adderall started wearing off at about the 45-minute mark. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah oh, oh, Hunter, they're going out. Uh, I mean, Hunter helping old daddy out. <laughs> I just think it's funny that, I mean, you've got the, the two primary candidates are 70. I think so. 70, 70 plus, old. yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know, and that's the two options. It's like it's like going to a restaurant and the only thing that they have to eat there is two different kinds of shit. I mean... It's like, well, option A have the sirloin tip, which has been aged out on our counter for three and a half months. It has a slight green tinge, but it is very, very tasty. Option B... A ribeye, which is set outside in the parking lot, uncovered for three months. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's, and that's, everyone thinks that those are the only choices that they have in this situation. So they're going to take a chance on, because everyone's so pissed off with Trump because it's a racist and those Proud Boy things. They asked him if he would swear off uh, white supremacy, and he said, sure stand by or something of that nature. I don't know. I didn't catch it all. I missed that part. I was commenting on other things, pissing people off on another page. But I, I don't know. I There's a whole big issue surrounding that. But still, that's like even during the debate when they would ask Biden questions, he wouldn't really answer the questions. It was just no. the The big one was asking him about if he was going to stuff the Supreme Court, which the Democrats have been pushing for three and a half years now. And he said, "I'm not going to answer that. There is no way I can answer that that won't end up in a news clip." So, and then went on this rant about how you need to go vote. Well, if you want people to vote for you, I'm a firm believer in you lay your policy out. You give people something to vote for. Not be like, uh, have you ever watched The Office? A little bit, not a lot. I watched a few episodes here and there, but, you know, not 
Well, when Michael's leaving and they're trying to find his replacement, Will Arnett comes in and they're asking him about how he would change things. And he tells them, I can't tell you that. They said, well, why not? Because if I tell you, then you can get somebody else to do it. Uh, But what I can tell you is color-coded trademark. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, don't give me any ideas. Well, that was like when they kept. I said he doesn't. I said you know doesn't give any ideas or say anything that he's going to do to help. But secretly, he knows how he's going to do it. You know, well, it's just. Well, that's the thing is, I feel like there's there's a campaign manager that has everything laid out. And Joe Biden is just the spokesperson. He has no idea how things are going to go. He's just the spokesperson. Okay, personally, I think if Joe Biden gets elected, that uh, it's going to be turned over to Kamala Harris because Joe Biden is going to be incompetent because he's going to either have, uh, you know, mild symptoms of dementia or he's just going to, his health is going to fall downhill. I mean, that's like uh, you got Nancy Pelosi. uh, She's the Speaker of the House. Okay, so you got her, and she's like 81, I think. I think that was her age. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't look that shit up. But I know she's old enough that, I mean, goddamn, what, how do you expect these people to run a country when they've been in politics for almost 50 years now? Like, if you couldn't fix it in the past 50 years, why the fuck should we give you four more years? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I know you've, I know you've seen the meme going around, whereas Joe Biden standing there with that woman from, uh, God, what Adam Sandler movie is that? Where it's like, he's got a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die? That's that's basically what you're pushing when it comes to Harry Reid, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. All those people are up there that age where, give or take, they may not have five years left or four years, you know, a presidential term. You know, they've been there for 50 years and haven't done jack shit, nothing except ruin their districts. But all of a sudden, everybody in politics, every election year, knows exactly how to fix everything they haven't done for 40 years. That's the thing. If I was going to rob you, Joe, and you're going to let me into your house, if I was going to rob your house, but I didn't want you to know that I was going to rob your house, I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm going to tell you a vacuum cleaner before I hit you. Yeah, here, try out this vacuum. Watch how good it is. is You take a push and turn away, bam, across the back of the head. Well, that's also like, uh, oh, fuck. This is going to be a big. But, uh, okay, so that's just like, uh, where was it? Me and a guy that I worked with down here was at a gas station one day. He was driving his Mustang, whatever I was riding with him. And, you know, I had a couple hundred dollars on me, whatever the situation was. Well, then, uh, running into these, these dudes at a gas station. And, I mean, yeah, they looked a little peculiar, but they tried selling me, like, this speaker set for, like, 1200 bucks or something. He's like, it's worth 1200 bucks. You know, it's real good speaker set, all this other stuff, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'll sell it to you right now for $400. It's like, bro, I ain't got $400, man. I'm like, I don't need that shit that bad. And then he keeps on, he's like, well, how much do you got, bro? I was like, I got 100 bucks. Like, I'll give you 100 bucks. So I give this dude 100 bucks, take it to the house, break it down, open it up, and look into it. And these speakers don't even work. Like, there's not even speakers in it. It looks like a speaker set, but when you take it boxed apart, there ain't even speakers in it. Like, the wires <laughs> don't even hook up. So that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, that's how this is. It's just based on empty promises. It's like, yeah, I'm going to fix things. I'm going to do the best. We're going to fix this. And then they're like, well, what are you going to do? I, I'm going to fix it. That's what I said, you know? It's like, well, how the fuck are you going to fix it? Take my word. Uh, uh, I can't tell you. Yeah, I can't tell you that. I got to go ask somebody else, like, uh, you know, some other corrupt person that has their hand in my ass. Yeah, take my word. I am going to fix it. Well, what are you going to do to fix it? I just give you my word. Is that not enough? <laughs> and, well, see, that's the thing. It's like everybody's like Trump's a racist. That's the biggest thing that I hear because I've got, you know, I've got Hispanic friends and I've got black friends. And that's the thing that I keep hearing is like, oh, well, Trump's a racist and all this other stuff. 
Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, I've seen videos from 30 years ago where Joe Biden has said some pretty outlandish racist things. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if... Yeah, Joe Biden has come out and said, you know, he didn't, with the 94 crime bill that he didn't want his kids growing up in an ethnic jungle and all this good, good stuff that the Democrats swear they don't support. And as he said the other night, I am the Democrat Party. So if he is the Democrat Party, and that means the Democrat Party is racist, which also... If you look back, the Democratic Party is the party of uh, Robert C. Byrd in West Virginia. Forty-some years, and he was the leader of the local Ku Klux Klan up there in West Virginia for like 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Hey, Ro. Hey, Ro. Say what? Yeah. Right. There. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Have roll. Hold on, hold on. Have roll, you hear me? Uh huh. Hello. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm back. This Jeep, man. This Jeep Liberty is shit. Like the Bluetooth on it. Like you can't. I'm having a lot of trouble out of this Jeep. (coughs) Is it just the radio or the Jeep altogether? So I had to unpair it from the Jeep because it keeps trying to connect and it's fucking and everything up. But anyway, uh, well, that's like mom called me earlier and I was talking to mom and she's asked me if I'd seen the thing where the Buchanan County, Buchanan County, Virginia Sheriff's Department had uh, he made a statement saying that uh, he could no longer be a part of the National Democratic Party because uh, of all the things that they had said against law enforcement and everything else. And I was like, I didn't even know he was for the Democratic Party. Like, the fuck is yeah. that matter? Like, who cares what? It's a who cares what somebody who has a job in a Poldunk County in Virginia has anything to say about anything? I mean, he he is legitimately a nobody. He is like me and you. He is a nobody. Well, that's the thing, though. Is seeing that more than likely the reason that there, this is being said is. It's, to influence people to do different things. That's like, nobody just says things to influence people. That's like, minding your opinions, this is the whole point of this podcast, is just for people to listen to mind your opinions. And I guarantee most of the people that listen to this are going to get pissed off. Well, guess what? That's their opinion. It's, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has ones, and they usually think. So that's, that's not my problem, is to take what people say and be upset about it. I, I've got more important things to do than bitch and whine all day about how somebody else feels about what I'm If saying. I got hurt feelings about every time somebody got mad at me over something I have said, I would be in a constant state of bawling. I would just be crying 24 hours a day. Well, that would be like me and you working a job where we get paid by, by the people. Okay, just what pays their salaries. Okay, I don't, I don't know how that would work. That sounds horrible, but uh, let's say me and you're driving trucks, and then you, you know, you go on there and you make a statement saying, "Well, Democrats said truck drivers suck, so I'm taking, 
I'm taking my bumper sticker off my truck. Like, okay, who gives a fuck? Oh, no, not, not your bumper sticker. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know. Like, with this election, yeah, it's going to be horrible, more than likely. The outcome, either way, it doesn't feel very promising. If Trump wins, it's going to be another four years of everybody yelling racist this and racist that. I, I honestly, I have no idea how the fuck it's going to go if Biden wins. That, that sounds like a shit show, man. <laughs> it, it does sound like a shit show, but for people like me and you who like to laugh every time the government does something stupid or a president says something stupid, it would be comedy gold for at least at least six months until they found him mentally incapable. Well, see, and that's like I spoke with uh, that guy that I was talking about earlier. Uh, I, I can't even remember his name. I only messaged him a little bit on Facebook. I can't even remember what his name was. I'd have to go back and look it up, and I'm not going to do that right now. But what it was is me and him was talking, and uh, he was saying whatever. And I was talking about, you know, the big thing that's going to hurt Biden is that him saying that he's going to shut down fracking. There'll never be another coal-fired power plant opened in the United States. And then uh, basically they're going to do all this other thing with the, the new green deal and green power and everything else. Yeah, that sounds good. But what people, that's like I told you, what people hear when you say that, they don't hear we're trying to save this planet so that your children can grow up healthier. That's not what they hear. All they hear is you're going to take the money I make every day and you're going to take it yeah. out of my pocket. And it's about fear. That's what they're afraid of because they're already struggling, okay? I mean, we, me and you both work there. We stripped coal. You know, we, we drove trucks. We did things in this and that. You know, we grew up in the coal fields. So that's the thing is people aren't – they're not like, oh, well, we can find other jobs and everything else. The whole thing is they're worried about the job that they have that's barely keeping their bills paid for. They're, they're worried about losing that and transitioning into something else. If you were going to go in and you, and you had a plan and you said, Okay, we're not just going to cut it out. We're going to slow it down. We're going to transition part of you folks into solar-powered energy, part of you folks into uh, hydroelectric, and part of you people into wind turbines. That would be better than saying, I'm shutting all the fucking jobs down for coal. That's what people hear. They don't hear, we're going to fix and the jobs that we're going to take away with new. Back home, what people need to and. I'm surprised it's taken this long for them not to figure it out. But those cold jobs that was there 10 years ago when then, yeah, 10, 11 years ago when we graduated school, when it, you know, under Bush and it was doing all right and this and that, those jobs are never going to come back at this point in time. They are never, never going to come back. The current state of the coal fields right now is the best it's ever going to be, in my opinion, because they have transitioned all these power plants away from coal burning into natural gas and wood and different combinations of the two. They spent billions and billions of dollars at these plants to transition those coal ovens over to natural gas. They are not by any means going to turn around and spend billions of dollars again to take them back to coal power plants. I mean, it's just, and people don't understand that. The only thing that the coal fields is going to see is the good met coal that, you know, used to melt steel and forge steel and the lower grade coal that is used for charcoal and for the water filters. Well, that's like, there were several different places. Where was it at? I can't remember. It was the ridge that was out from mom's and they were going to try there's a theme of coal there that they were going to try to get to but the problem was <laughs> is that the mountain was so steep that they couldn't get to it there was no way to get to the coal basically you would have to take off the whole damn mountaintop just to get to that coal seam it'll cost a hundred million dollars just to move the mountain to get the coal out there's no way you can be profit profitable in that no situation. Because you got to pay everything there, you got to get all the equipment there. It's just—it's—it's it's not a possibility. No, uh, possibly at at best situations like that right there, they're building a high wall mine, some of it. But if if they can't do any of that, if it's going to be you know a complete strip job where they have to take it down, you know, from seam A to to get to seam E, 
you know, like I do, how many mountains have we watched come drop 500 foot through six months to get to that? There's more work involved in it than what a lot of people would think. Well, that's like, uh, what was it? It was where, I can't remember what it was called exactly. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. It was, uh, I think it was the second year into stripping coal. Uh, it was up there on Sandy Ridge. It was where it was right out the road from where me and my ex-wife lived at. Uh, something Creek is what I thought, but I can't remember. But hey, they had they had we had built a road all the way around this, uh, this valley on both sides and went so far, and then they uh, they were going to try to strip it. Well, that wasn't working. Well, they brought in a high wall miner, and the high wall miner, I think, uh, I think the lowest seam that it would would cut was like. I want to say 24 inches. I'm not exactly sure on that, so don't quote me. But I thought it was 24 inches. But let's say it was out of the 24 inches that this high wall miner was stripping out of this seam. Uh, I think they said 14, 14 inches of it was rock. So basically, the seam that they were trying to get to wasn't even as big as they thought it was, and they lost money. It's Kilgore Creek. That's yeah, it. it's um, when I was hauling coal off those apex jobs. You know, apex. Uh, was big into putting those high wall miners at wherever they could because it's a whole lot cheaper to do. <clears throat> but uh, out of the seams that they were taking, sometimes you'd have 33% coal and 77% rock and hauling it to the plant, washing it, beating their plant to death with all the stone and stuff like that. I mean, barely. Well, they clearly they wasn't turning a profit because they've, they've been bankrupt for two years. Hey, I'll tell you right now what 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 it'll come to right now in Virginia. I mean, other than meth production, because I guarantee you, you cut the coal jobs out, everybody and their fucking brother will be shooking meth in that's a bathtub. What, that's garage. what I was about to say. Bathtub meth is at an all time high in the stock markets. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Though, you know, you know, kids used to have bake sales. They'll be having fucking shaking bake sales. Is what they'll be having. Local Boy Scout camp raising raising money to go ride canoes selling meth and pampies uh, pain pills. Yeah. But what it'll come to is uh, they'll either start putting solar things in, uh, wind, a little bit of wind, but a big thing that'll grow there is hemp. That's what it'll turn to. I've seen a thing in the paper for uh, Dickinson County when I went in to see mom. She showed me a paper and it said that uh, a family in Clintwood got a $10,000 grant to grow hemp. They said they were going to use it to buy uh, equipment or whatever to grow their hemp. I mean, it's hemp. From what I understand, hemp ain't a very hard crop to grow, similar to corn. And that was the thing is back in 2016 when they come with the 2016 Farm Bill Act or something of that nature. Uh, I tried. I tried doing that. That's what I was trying to get into. You know, mom and them's got that land up there. That's what I was going to try to grow. Well, when I did went through the Department of Agriculture, put in my application, did that process. They. Uh, they sent me a letter back and said that they had already filled up, but the only people that they were accepting was businesses and uh, institutions. So basically, it was for research purposes and large companies to produce this. It wasn't for just farmers. And that was fucked up because that was the whole deal. It was supposed to be so local farmers could do this. And I've, I've read also in Virginia and a couple other states uh, that, you know, the regulations – on the hemp, you know, it don't matter how you grow it or anything else. You're going to have a little bit of THC in it just as a byproduct. You know, it's going to be less. It's going to be three yeah. percent or less most cases, from what I've read. Now, it could be very wrong. I think. I think no, that's what it is. It's zero point zero three percent is what you're legally able to be in your your product. And now, I'm not sure if there's a little bit of leeway with that. Like you can have it like. 0.02% over because that's the whole thing is that you know as well as I do I mean as bad as the drug drug trade is in Virginia if you have a field full of what looks like marijuana any Tom Dick and Harry that drives by is going to be trying to get into your field to steal it because they think yeah. you're growing pot so but but that's the thing is that's what a lot of people don't understand that's like because all these small town people have always been told that marijuana is the devil it's the worst thing they can ever do and their kids are fucking dying on meth. But that's the thing is uh, with the hemp, the regulation says that the Virginia State Police 
has to come uh, at least once a year. It, I don't think that it has to be – I don't think they have a limit on how many times they can come, but they have to at least come once a year, take a part of your crop, and then take it and test it. Uh, at least that's how it was in 2016. Ever since then, I haven't looked into it anymore because, you know, I've been pissed off about the whole situation of them telling me that I couldn't do it because I wasn't a corporation or, uh, uh, you know, a uh, school or whatever, a research center. And that's the thing is now, now that I've tried getting everybody to do that for the past four years, now that my family's seen that there's a... Uh, they're giving out grants and stuff for it. Now they want to do that. I mean, regardless, that's what I still try to do. If that works out, that'd be great because I think there's a place over near Lebanon, Virginia, where they uh, process it and turn it into CPD. I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, still, you could still process your own hemp yourself, but that's a whole nother license. With the Department of Agriculture, you've got to have a license to grow it. You have to have a license to... Uh, to harvest it, then you got to have a license to produce it into anything else. And still, yet yeah, you're going to have to give uh, samples of all your products to make sure that they're whatever. That's like, uh, I think it was last year at some point, I ordered some hemp for the CBD for my wrist. And uh, it, it come in and the papers showed 0 .0, 0 0.05. So I was concerned with that because you know how fucking mad I'd be if I got pulled over and showed some motherfucker these papers and they take me to jail for some bullshit because it's got 0.02% THC over the legal limit in it? Yeah, and down there where you live at, I gotta say what? Oh, yeah, they take you to jail. That's like, uh, where was it? I think it was you that showed it the other day. And the, and the caption said they got $70 spread out. And no shit, I counted the money. There was $70 laid out on the table. And the, it might have been a half a pound. I think somebody said it was two ounces. But it was half a gallon Ziploc bag full and another bag that looked like it had an ounce in it. It looked like half a pound. Still, that's, that's five ounces of, of fucking bud. Well, if it was half, it'd be eight. But, you know, it's still nothing. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, yeah, I took the numbers up there. But that's what I'm saying is even if it was, well, fuck, even if you had a half a pound, man, I don't, I don't know about you, but me, I could consume <laughs> half a pound in a week or two. It is. Yeah. Make some cookies, make some butter, <clears throat> roll a couple joints, press some into some wax. There you go. I mean, it's not that difficult. I mean, I just, I think it's fucked up that the government tells you what you can and can't put into your body, but they're trying to make it mandatory that you have to take a vaccine for a uh, virus that has a survival rate of 98%. Yeah, pretty much. And you look, the majority of the people that died from this virus, it's complications from. It's, it, it's hardly ever the sole contributor. You know, it's, if, somebody caught, if somebody caught the flu that was already stage four cancer, chances are they're going to be gone. Somebody catches a head cold that stage four cancer, 86 years old, doing chemo and radiation, anything is going to take them out. I mean, and for the most part, I hate the people's diet. I really do. But we all got a time clock on us. Well, that's the thing is I've seen a video and I don't, I, I think somewhere that somebody said they were, they were doing it for a movie but there was a guy that recorded a video of them like stacking bodies into a tractor and trailer. And that was the biggest thing for the hype was that they acted like so many people were dying of this. Like it was the plague. Like every, if you come in contact with someone that had the Corona, you were going to die. And I mean, I'm here to tell you, like I've got asthma, I'm overweight, uh, probably have a few more health conditions. So I assumed, you know, I made the joke a few times and I hate that I did it in a joking manner. But I made the joke that if I got it, I was probably going to die. Because, I mean, I smoked every day. And, I mean, I, hell, I've been on drugs and drank alcohol for the past, oh, goddamn, 11 years now. So, I assumed if I got it, I was dead. But, like I said, I've had hangovers. And, no shit, I've had hangovers that was worse than that coronavirus. But, that's the thing is, I could have had a, you know, they could beat multiple strains of it. They say that it's mutating now. So. Mutating. Fuck do I know? I'm not a doctor. 
you, you've had it, you just know it ain't shit for somebody. Well, that was it, it wasn't shit for me. You know, I mean, somebody that has high blood pressure could get it because that's like I talked to a guy that told me that uh, all the things that he'd seen on it and a few of his friends from overseas, they had seen that it was uh, it was like coagulating their blood. It was making them – they were getting blood clots. The blood was getting thick. And, I mean, if you have high blood pressure or you have a, a history of heart problems and blood clots, then, yeah, if that's the case, if it actually does that, then, yeah. That could be something that could take you out. But, I mean, fuck, you could also take too many Tylenol and overdose in your fucking house. That's very true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, well, that's, and that's like I made another statement to somebody else and because they were like, you know, you could die from this and everything else. And I was like, do you know how many other diseases you could get just going outside? Do you know how many people I've seen shared drinks? I'm pretty sure there's at least a couple fucking uh, STDs you can get off a goddamn dirty toilet. Yeah, and <laughs> my viewpoint on it, and I, me and you've talked about this, is, well, if all those times that we've smoked out of metal pop cans, dirty dollar bills that's been in hookers' assholes that's been in our noses, I mean, all that stuff right there, if it hasn't killed us, then we're probably, probably going to be just fine. Well, that's what I assumed. That's what I said. You know, I made it in joking manner. But, I mean, in honesty, I mean, there's been a lot of drugs that's went up my nose with a dollar bill. I mean, I've smoked crack out of a light bulb. Uh, I mean, shit. I mean, how many times have you uh, dropped <coughs> the pill, picked it up off the floor, or crushed it up? I mean, ain't nobody ever knocked that shit off. I remember when Spice was around back in uh, Ooh, 2010 God. through 2012. Hey, I, there was this one guy's house that I always used to hang out at, and like we dropped, we packed bowls in his living room. Well, hey man, we would all this shit would you know accumulate onto the table. Well, when you run out, I, I call it Jeffrey. I'm not exactly sure why, but uh, at one point I heard it that. But we'd scrape everything up and smoke a Jeffrey bowl, man, like. Just put it all together. And, I mean, you know chocolate chips when you light them on fucking fire. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you can taste cat and dog hair. <laughs> I mean, it's... But I, I'm there. I've, I like know a... I've smoked my fair share of cat hair and God knows what else. Well, that's like uh, sage. You know, have you ever... You've heard about people, like, uh, smudging their house and, you know, kind of like this witchcraft type stuff where they, you know... Uh, they burn sage and then they pray throughout their house. You know, I've done it. And you burn white sage in your house. Well, uh, I did it back a while. And when I lit that sage up, when I lit that white sage up, it's also salvia too. So uh, I didn't trip. I had the windows open because salvia is pretty intense shit. But hey, when I lit this sage up on fire in the house, that's what it reminded me of. Because if you've ever smoked spice, you know good and damn well. When you light spice up, you could be walking by somebody. It's just like weed. You know that smell. Yeah, it's it's one of those smells. And that's what, to me, that's what it smelled like. So, I've I've seen people that's had horrendously horrible fucking trips. I'm talking like holding on to the chair arms like there's something gonna eat them. Scared. And I'm pretty sure that's what it was. If we were smoking marshmallow leaves. And mullen and sage, and that's what give everyone horrible trips. I never, luckily, I've never had a horrible trip. I've seen the, the ceiling and the floors squeeze together one time, and the wind off a ceiling fan. I thought it was gonna peel my hair off. I, I've told people this story. I thought it was a, a joint joint. I might have been. Jesus, this was a long time ago. This is probably ten years ago. Uh, you know, back when it first came out. And he handed it to me, and I took a couple hits off of it, and I was like, it tastes different. Oh, man, that, that's the Incredible Hulk. I'm like, what you talk about the Incredible Hulk? He goes, uh, spice, that's spice. Okay. Took another hit off of it, because, you know, they built it as it was the same as weed. But, hey, all of a sudden, and you're going to laugh, I was on a, it's like I was just sitting there in a lawn chair, and he's,
You're there, you're cut out. If anybody was listening right now, they are so <laughs> intense. They're on the edge of their you seat. You hear me? No, you're breaking up. Okay, there you are. He's right. back. Sitting on the <laughs> pins and needles. You're sitting in a lawn chair. I'm sitting in a lawn chair. And next thing I know, I'm on this butterfly that's like 200 foot wide. And it's like I'm, dra- <laughs> it, I'm driving the butterfly somehow while chasing this giant dragon through this yellow, pink, purple sky. And I'm like, whoa. And that goes on for, I don't know how long, but I come back too. And I was like, dude, the fuck did you lace that with? It's good shit, ain't it? No, it's not good shit. I was just riding a 200 foot wide butterfly. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's and see, that's that's like uh, I haven't never got to do. I've never got to do DMT or a lot of other psychedelics because you know I've always been worried about my personality and everything, and I was afraid of what would happen because of all the all the way everyone described it is like. Like you, you do acid, and it could take you somewhere, and you'll go on a trip and never come back, and you'll just be in your mom's basement pissing on yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. But if the but, trip was that good, would it really be that big of a downside? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is that it's to me that sounds like some kind of psychedelic, and I mean, because that's the whole deal is that most of the time they're towards the end, it got to the point, and that's just like acid. Like, uh, they have different forms of acid now. It's just different, com- different, uh, shit. A different chemical compound. Because that was what somebody was telling me is that it's, it's almost like acid, but they changed it. It has a different molecule with it. I'm not exactly sure to all this. You know, that's because uh, up until about six months ago, I had never really done any psychedelics. And then, you know, I was suffering from anxiety and depression and all that shit. Eat, eat eight grams of mushrooms and had the most intense trip of my life where, like, reality was falling apart. Everything was coming back together, and I was being having the shit beat out of me by my emotions. And then the next day, I have no anxiety and depression. And I mean, you know, mushrooms aren't for everybody because it could probably have adverse effects on certain people. But as far as me, I stand behind that 100%. I don't think it should be illegal. I mean, it would be nice if, because I don't want to have to go to a doctor and be put on some pills like I was before. That sounds horrible, and I, I don't trust that. Man, it's... It... I think there is a good use and a bad use to anything. You, as you know, and if, as you, you know, and I know you're the same way. I, I feel like they should sell heroin, crystal meth, mushrooms, acid, DMT. I feel like everything should be sold over the counter because the herd is going to eventually thin itself out. It doesn't matter, you know, like we was raised back in the sticks. Oh, weed's the devil, drugs the devil. And the people that was preaching that to us, give or take, I'm going to say 50% of the people that told us all that junk was stoned out of their mind on pain pills. But. Oh, yeah. Well, see, yeah, that's, that's true as fuck. Yeah, they were all on pills and they were preaching that shit about how bad weed yeah, was. Yeah, and, and they justified it as, well, the doctor said I need it. The doctor said you need three. Oxy 80s a day? How are you alive? I mean, how are you breathing if you're in that much pain? That's I can I can describe this perfectly. Uh, my dad, my dad's been in some bad accidents, and he's had a he's had a bunch of nerve pain. He had his uh, skull fractured yeah. and cut, or had to have his like head cut open, all that other crazy shit. Been through some real bad accidents, Korea accidents, other stuff. Well, he was always, they had always kept him on pain pills. He needed them to go to work. He needed them to get up because, you know, it, it dulls the pain. But me, I've always felt, because I'm not going to say I haven't done them because I have, and I don't condone, condone any kind of drug use because I hate for this podcast to get kicked off the first fucking episode. <clears throat> but the whole thing is, is that I've done them myself, but I, it became a point where I felt like the more you do pain pills, the more... You're apt to need more because the weaker it makes you. Yeah, you build your body like with antibiotics or anything builds up an immunity. It builds up a tolerance. You know, uh, you take somebody who just turned 21 and you take them to a bar and you go to drink. Well, if me or you take them to a bar to get a drink and we drink with them, 
and they try to keep up, they're probably going to die. Oh, yeah, they're going to be fucked up. Everybody, I think everybody's first alcoholic experience was the worst hangover they ever had. Still to this day, my first alcoholic experience when I was 16 years old, I drank like, Oh man, I remember me and this dude. I never drank before, so I didn't know what to expect. And uh, me and this dude that's been drinking was slamming shots. Hey, I'm done eight shots in, and I was like, "Hey man, you need to catch up." Waking up in the yard. Yeah, I had drank. I was 21, probably. No, I wasn't 20. Yeah, yeah, I was 21. I was old enough to buy it, but it wasn't my first or my first drunk or my first hangover. But the worst hangover I ever had came when I was probably 22. And I was dating this girl, and we went to the Brad Paisley concert over there at Pikeville. Well, before we went, we went to Applebee's, and they had those uh, Long Island iced teas for like $3 a piece. I took like six Long Island iced teas. I know the chick that was the bartender. She made them the right way, not with filler. And we leave, and she has to drive me to the expo center the girl I'm with. Well, we make a detour at the liquor store. I buy two bottles of Jack Daniels. I mix the Jack Daniels. I I pour half a two liter of Coke out and just down that bottle into that two liter of Coke. Well, they found my liquor. I had a couple little small flasks. I had to take them back to the car. At the concert, I drank 15 or 16 cups of Jack Daniels straight. Then when we leave, I continue to drink out of that two-liter bottle until about 2 o'clock in the morning. Somehow made it from the brakes. I wasn't driving. Let's go ahead and state that I was not driving. I couldn't hold my head up. Let's go ahead and state that I was not driving because you shouldn't drink and drive. But uh, somehow or another, I wake up in the pasture seat of the car. My brother drove us home. I was so piss-poor drunk at that point that I had been puking all the way home, going over Big Creek Mountain, just the door hung open, just puking. Well, he's trying to keep me hydrated. He doesn't know that that two-liter bottle is mostly Jack Daniels, so he keeps forcing me to drink more. And (laughs) the whole time, he's just pushing me closer and closer to death. And he didn't know this. I wake up the next day at like 11 o'clock in the morning in the driveway in the car with two inches of frost on the windshield and the car is off and everybody's in the house I'm like oh god how oh, my life where am I at <laughs> but, yeah oh, I've, I've been there several times I can I got enough alcohol stories especially that one from that time that me you and Cole was all oh, sweet together, Jesus put together that that'd have to be a yeah, that'd have to be a whole nother podcast. Maybe that'll be tomorrow's episode or the next time I get a hold of you. We just talk about times getting drunk and then we'll just change it up on different cases. Uh, yeah, that'll work. What are we gonna do? Run this for about an hour? Yeah, that's what I figured. We got about a, two minutes left. Yeah, that Yeah, we can do uh, uh we can do some political stuff and then just tell some old war stories, you know, and we can just keep switching this up. We can bring people on and have them have them talk different folks, this and that. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just anything to get it going. Got to do something, you know. Yeah, there. You know, I know some people. You know some people. We, because is is the plan for me to be here like every day, every time? Yeah, I would like for you to be here every time. I mean, if there's times where you're busy and you got to sit out, then, I mean, but I would prefer for you to be here because, I mean, there's a lot of things as far as, like, see, there's some things that I don't know as far as politics goes, and there's things that you know. We complement each other. We complement each other well when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's what I tell people, you know, it's, and me and you, we've, we've been around the block for a minute. That's, oh yeah, that's I'm telling you, that's I've got enough experience in all these situations, and there's just too many things that's happened to me to not talk about it, not get it out here. Because I mean, I'm not saying there's there's still a whole lot of things you can't talk about, but still, there's still plenty of shit that has happened to both of us together that is just crazy stories that I mean people find amusing. I mean, 
and I would also like to eventually progress this into like a uh, motivational speaker type thing, not just a shit talking show. I'm I'm all cool with that. If I if I have to, you know, go a different direction eventually with a side side deal, because that's the whole thing is I would like to eventually try to get people. Not. To, I know you still drink, but. As far as alcohol goes, I mean, compared to all the other things, I've smoked meth and crack and, you know, did several different other drugs. And still to this day, alcohol is still the worst thing that I've ever done. I mean, it has been the worst thing that I've ever been around, consumed, got addicted to. It's, alcohol is the worst. Hold on. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to figure out a way to get my phone to not accept incoming calls because it kicks me off every single time. Well, that's like, I don't know what the deal is with the RV. We're going to be moving here in the next little bit to a different location. <laughs> but I just can't get service there. I mean, it says I have service, but as soon as I start doing something, it'll come up on the phone and it'll say dropping call or not connected or all this other shit. And I just think it has something to do with it being a 5G phone. Kind of pointless to call Verizon because every time I call them, it's just a runaround. Hey, I I wish I could get somebody to give me the runaround on the Kentucky unemployment, at the Kentucky unemployment place. But that'll be another day. (laughs) Yeah. But... Well, Joey, it was good talking to you. I'm glad we got to do this. I am too. Uh, yeah, I should. Um, yeah, I should be free tomorrow as well. I'm leaving Monday to head out to California. Oh yeah, well, that's I'm going to be tied up part of tomorrow. I don't know what time we're leaving. Got to go see the see and talk to the guy about where we're going to be moving to, probably. So I got to go see about that see what the whole situation is there and then sometime I don't know what she's wanting to do because everything kind of revolves around her schedule because I really don't have a schedule right now. Hey, welcome to my life. Yeah, I mean. My schedule is out of nowhere I'm going to California. At least this time I had two days to plan it. Last time I went to Portland it was uh, wake up, yawn, stretch real big, look at the phone and oh god I gotta go. you all be good I, I, yeah well Joe uh, we'll do it again tomorrow and see how it goes and keep doing it from there maybe we'll try to get a couple more people on yeah I, I know some I can bring a few people hell yeah that's the whole thing it's cause that's, that's the deal we gotta try to blow this up and get it out there get people's opinions on things and see how everybody else feels about like hey, that. what we what we do when it comes to politics or anything, it's a heart and minds campaign. And all we can do is attempt to spread the word. And if we can't, then we still keep trying because changing one person's mind is it's not as fulfilling. Well, it's still fulfilling. I'd rather change millions of minds. But if I can change one or two on certain things and try to help people along, that's that's what we do. Well, that's me. I'm just trying to see what people's opinions are. And that's like, you know, I, I hate to get into this. We'll get into it in another episode about the whole deal with Epstein and all that other shit. Maybe we can get into that tomorrow. Because my thing is, with all the flat logs and everything else, it's just, that's a topic that I, it was a real big thing there for a while. And then it's died down now. And I just, I want to hear what people's opinions are of these situations. Because not everybody thinks like me and you do. And that's the thing is, not everybody's been through, you know, uh, working in the coal fields to you know, experimenting with different kinds of drugs and all this other shit. And a lot of people have done that. So that's what I'm trying to do with this is to make sure that I just like to understand why people feel what they feel about certain situations. Cause it's like uh, the biggest thing that I've heard about people not wanting to vote for Donald Trump or the reason they're going to vote for Biden is because they don't want to vote for Donald Trump. And every time I see a post that somebody is bashing one politician or bashing the other politician, I comment on there that thing that I shared or posted that day where it's uh, Lady Liberty with the, uh, the like 
candlestick thing beating the shit out of like Donald Trump and Joe Yeah, Biden. with Joe Jorgensen's face on it. Yeah, yeah, and I comment Joe Jorgensen 2020 on it, and that's the thing is like, man, ain't nobody even likes my fucking comments, and I'm like, I don't understand it. Like, see, that's that was the whole deal, like we said earlier. Like, if you, if you go to a restaurant and they have a plate of two different kinds of shit, why would you stay in that restaurant? Like, why would you not say, can I? Is there anything else here that I can eat that isn't bullshit? But I love you. You call me tomorrow. Uh, shoot me some messages. We can brainstorm on next topic. I can take some notes because today was, you know, simply on the fly. There was no set agenda. And if you don't put an agenda with me and you, it's going to be, hey, look, a squirrel every five minutes. Well, that's basically it. But it was basically just to see if this would work. And, I mean, this works right here a lot better. I mean, it's not video, but if we can do audio broadcasting, until we can get some kind of fan base and then get it together, you know, and then see if we can't link up here and there. And I mean, be in a fucking studio of some sort. Because this is day one, episode one. That was pretty good. I think it's great. 